0: Oh, yeah, we yeah. here. As always, this is not financial advice, and any and all information or opinions within this podcast should not be considered such. Uh, hell of a week. Very interesting, but will it last? And I also want to talk to you guys about the uh, student loan forgiveness and what that might do. So with uh, no further ado, let's get into it. I apologize if you hear me cough, fighting off a little bit of a cold for what it's worth. Uh, But I mean, you can't be too angry about the week ahead, right? I'm assuming everyone who's watching this video was up if they're still in the markets. Maybe not crypto. but. S and P 500 went up pretty substantially almost every day this week, um, as did all the other indexes. Uh, I mean, we had a thousand point gain, and what was it, the Dow? Uh, yeah, so a really good start to a turnaround, if that's a thing. But will it be a turnaround, or is this just an upswing? We were on one of the longest downtrends in a market. Uh, in in history, really. I mean, you have to go back into the early 1900s to get an eight-week downtrend with no gap in it. So uh, we finally broke that trend and we went up this week. But is it just... It's it, It's a nice bounce, but is it just a bounce and we're still going down? I don't know. Nobody knows, but... I don't know how much further down we can go. Um we can still go down. I mean, everything could go to zero, but the likelihood of that happening is slim to nil. But if you take a look here at for those of you watching on YouTube, there is this is the 6 month uh spy chart and every bar represents a day and we went up every bar is green the last five bars uh pretty wild. So that's something. Um, I mean, after-hours stuff got decimated, so some of these bars are starting lower, but I mean, up, up, up the last three days is very nice. I did not foresee that happening on Friday. I thought very much so that things would go down to stop call options and things from that from being exercised, but that that didn't happen. We had a really nice day on Friday. I was up, uh, $1,500 in the private account. I mean, this is the first time we've cracked the 18,000 mark on the private account since I've been buying. Um, honestly, uh, since I started the show again. And, uh, you know, that's not saying much cause we've only done like, you know, a month worth, but still, I mean, everything has been so shit. I think the lowest we got was like in the $12,000 range. So to be up at eighteen thousand is a knife, nice, nice relief. Um, it's not great. I mean, I've put in probably close to <laughs> like thirty thousand dollars into this portfolio at this point, um, if not more. So, yeah, I've taken some lumps, but this isn't about me. This is about the markets in general. So. Uh, there was an interesting thing that I saw a couple weeks ago. Uh, TARK, which is a double, uh, essentially leveraged, Ark fund, and it's not it's not run by Ark, but they basically are at, for as high as Ark goes. This will go up almost twice as much, and as if if Ark has like a down day and it goes down five, ten percent, this is going to go down to 10, 20% cause it's double leveraged. So the high risk, high reward. But if you think you're going to bounce off the bottom of a bear market, that's not a bad, bad little option to do for sure. Um, and I did buy around that 18 $19 range. I bought about 40 shares of it. And I cannot complain. Uh, we're up on that position. It was just a little one just to see. Because, again, those double leverage, triple leverage things, they can get wild real quick. So I only put in a little bit of money, less than $1,000, to just try it out. But we're already up, you know, uh, 178 bucks since opening it. Not bad. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm pretty okay with that. And if it keeps going up, it keeps going up. But I figured everything that the ARK fund owns has been beaten so badly that it's... It's going to be hard to get it to go down even further until it goes up a little bit at least so that may be a short-term play but we'll see um crypto let's go over there so with crypto everything says it's up today today being saturday um uh, may 28th but i've got i mean bitcoin's a, just under twenty nine thousand. ethereum is under 1800 and cardano is at 46 cents great buying opportunities really great buying opportunities i'll say that on those three i again i sounded the alarm on all these altcoin projects when everything was going up saying you know i went through this before the first thing fail is you know the the big coins come down the altcoins go down very far compared in comparison i mean even cardano i mean that's down 80 some percent whereas bitcoin's only down 50% um little over 50 but still uh, you got to be careful with the altcoin projects because they are designed as money maker things uh, the shibs all that crap i mean those are I I hate to call them Ponzi schemes because some of them do have good reasoning behind their systems, but so many of them will not stand the test of time, and so many of them will just get shit on immediately when, when there's a downturn, and you've seen it. I mean, Solana, you, even the ones that I was kind of okay with, like the Avalanche, Solana, Dot, those kinds of things, I mean, they're down so far from where they were. I mean, Solana was up hopefully 200 bucks, and now it's it's down 75%, more, more than 75% from there. And you got to be careful with these things. They can make you a lot of money real fast. They can lose you a lot of money real fast. That's why you buy the quote-unquote blue chips of the crypto space, because yes, they can go down 50%, but so can stocks. There's a lot of stocks that have gone down and may never come back. There's a lot of stocks that have gone down and are great buying opportunities right now. All that to say, <clears throat> we are definitely happy with the results from this week. I don't know anyone who is not other than people who are shorting the market because if it went down this much, why can't it go to zero i don't why why short the market at these levels this It seems wild to me, but. Going into the future, you've gotta be very careful here because there are several key factors that we have to watch for that can affect the market. The war with Russia is still going on. That can affect a lot of prices. The hiking gas prices that's still going up almost daily is nuts, causing inflation. The amount of money people are spending is up. Even at a adjusted for inflation basis, you're up over 5% year over year on people spending money, which is wild. Um, you've got to be very careful right now because all of those things, what the Fed's going to do when we get, I believe June 10th is another date you need to be aware of because that's when I believe the next round of CPI data comes out. We gotta be looking at unemployment numbers, CPI and PPI data, and see what the price indexes are for consumers and producers. We gotta see when the next inflation data hits, because if it goes down, that's gonna be really green day if inflation comes down in any substantial way. And if it doesn't, that's going to be a very red day. If inflation starts going back up, That's going to be super red. And I I hate to say it, but based on the gas prices and the way I've seen everything in stores and the spending habits of people, I think inflation may go up in the next report. Maybe not, because a lot of people who or a lot of companies that have reported their earnings for this previous uh, you know, quarter said that April and may were not really all that great. Like people stopped spending money. So if people stop spending money, inflation might come down, but that opens up a whole other problem on the back end. When people, when companies have to report their next earnings, it's going to catch 22. So if inflation goes down, you're gonna have a green day. It's gonna be great. But when earnings come back around in another month or so, another two months, Companies that report earnings in the, you know, home goods and services sectors are going to get rushed because people have stopped spending money on fixing their homes, buying things they don't need, like, I don't know, a new toaster, a patio set, anything like that. It is what it is. But if you can, if we see inflation go down in the next inflation report, if it comes down year over year, that'll be great. And I hope it does. But look at the reasons why. And right now I'm leaning towards it may not because gas is still going up. I mean, the national average is over four and a half dollars. That's nuts. I, I, everything that goes on one of those diesel trucks is way over $5 a gallon. That cost is getting passed on to the consumer. Consumers only have so much money to spend. If they spend it all on jacked up prices because gas is jacked up, because we've shut off all the ways we can get gas produced, that's going to be a big problem. It's, it's really nuts to think about how, Certain policies that have been enacted have really hit your bottom line very hard, and it sucks. That is what it is, but there is one policy that has yet to take effect that I want to discuss some of the nuances about it because I don't think people fully understand the issue. So currently, the Biden administration is leaning towards a $10,000 student loan forgiveness um, for people with student loans. And the title you can see if you're watching on YouTube is that Advocates Push Back. Which means essentially that people who want student loan forgiveness don't think this is enough. I'm going to be brutally honest with all of you and if you don't like what I have to say I get that. If you disagree with me, I get that. But I'm just going to relay facts to you. That's. I'm not going to take a political spin on this. This is going to. This is essentially what what will happen. I myself personally have over hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt for college. I took it out. I knew what I was doing. Supposedly, you give someone that young that much money. Do they really know? We don't know. But that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> I don't want student loan forgiveness. I don't think that is wise right now in the current climate and the current economic situation, or fair for people who paid off student loans. I have a buddy of mine who came into a windfall of money and paid off his student loans very quickly, and now he's going to be penalized for paying off early. That doesn't seem right, and I understand people are like, well, just because it's not good for everyone doesn't mean it's not good for some people. And that's that's not the argument I'm trying to make. This is going to be bad for everyone because we're fighting inflation. That's what's happening right now is we have almost record high inflation. And if you basically give a select p- number of people... A stimulus check is what this would amount to. A $10,000 mandated stimulus check for your student loans. So only people who have federal student loans are going to get $10,000 off. That's that's $10,000 they don't have to pay. So all these people who, let's say no one's making student loan payments right now. That's fair. Let's say nobody's doing that. Because we're all waiting with bated breath to see what happens with the student loan forgiveness. However, let's say 25% of us are smarter than the average bear and have been holding back their payments and just waiting and waiting to see. So they're saving money because they know that they're gonna have to start paying these student loan payments again. Let's say $10,000 cleans out maybe 25% of people at best. They they have 10000 or less that they can, and then the other ones have, it helps maybe another 20% of them, but then there's the people who have over $100,000 by a large margin of student loan, and that's, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the interest that they've been. Every month before the pandemic, my student loan payment was somewhere in the $250 range and the interest accrued every month was over $750 because the interest rate was so damn high at over 6.5% on a consolidated loan that I would never catch up. So i am you've gotta be on one of the repayment plans that does say it will forgive. And the way I see that is, is that essentially in 25 years I will have paid off everything I borrowed plus some But that loan interest will have ballooned the entire loan to over $450,000 by the time I'm done paying. And that's all going to get forgiven, but I've already made payments to repay everything that I took, plus some, over the course of 25 years. So I just have to basically pay the government, aside from taxes and everything, for 25 years as an indentured servant for the privilege of having gone to college. That sucks, but I agreed to it. I signed the papers and said, yes, I would like to be your indentured servant for getting to better myself and get an education. The system for student loans is broken, and we'll get into that. But right now, I wanna talk about the back end of what happens in that 25 year span. So let's say I've been good boy and I've paid all my payments up and through all the way through, and it gets forgiven. The IRS sees that forgiveness as income. So I have a $450,000 worth of income that I have to pay taxes on that I don't have because it was forgiven. So I'm hopeful that people in power can also see this coming down the pike and have a solution for it, but I don't like to bet on the government. Because the government is not there to be your friend, it is there to take your money doesn't matter who's in power, everybody wants your money. There is a trick with the IRS where you have a one-time forgiveness of debt, where you basically negotiate with them a fair payment. Like I, even with someone who's like, I haven't paid my taxes in 10 years and I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to pay you, but in good faith, I do have some money to pay you. And I would like to negotiate down what I owe so that I can be in good standing with the IRS and be an upright, up fourth citizen and not go to prison for tax evasion because I want to pay you. I am actively saying I will work and pay you this much money because I have it to pay right now and we can just consider it wash, everything's clean and we start over fresh. You have a once in a lifetime opportunity to do that, one time in your life with the IRS. And I'm kind of hoping I can save it for that because if something doesn't happen with the U.S. government to say, okay, that forgiveness of student loan doesn't count towards your income, there's going to be a lot of hubbub when these things start coming to a lot. But all these people right now want student loan just completely forgiven. $10,000 isn't even enough. And that's To get back to the original story, let's say 25% of everyone is saving and not paying. And let's say that for whatever reason, they say, okay, we'll just forgive all student loan debt. That 25% plus some of the other people that weren't even saving for it, what do you wanna bet? That because they no longer strapped with this debt, decide it's time to celebrate. I don't have to pay this anymore. It's forgiven. I don't have to hold back any of the funds I was holding back for this. Let's do something crazy. Let's buy a car with that $30,000 that I saved up. Let's buy a TV and go out to a nice dinner. You're essentially telling people to spend more money in an economy that is already on fire because you have forgiven debt. And you will get inflation that will continue to rise if that is the case. This will not be a good thing for inflation. If people are given money for free, for nothing, that's not good. Because that will induce spending. And in an economy that is already fighting inflation, to put stimulus into the economy is a bad idea. That's just Economics 101. I don't know how much inflation that would cause, but it's more than zero. As for student loans and forgiveness and everything of that nature. The student loan system is definitely broken. You shouldn't have to be an indentured servant for 25 years to your government because you tried to better yourself. And anymore, you're seeing a lot of people opting in for professions that don't require college. You're seeing people take advantage of the uh, Google certificates and things like that. Three to $500 for a Microsoft certificate or a Google certificate. And then they get basically a guaranteed job because you can't find enough people. And then they're trained. These companies know how they're trained. They built the training programs and they're going to give them, you know, a 60, 70 K salary start work from home benefits the whole nine. And they didn't have to go to college and rack up fifty sixty hundred thousand dollars worth of debt to do that That seems like a very viable option that's going to have to basically cause the whole collegiate system to make changes because if more companies start doing that you're gonna have all these big companies that do it and then all these little companies that say you know what in order to compete this is all we need you to know we don't care if you have a degree because we need people now, and we need people who will just learn what we want, and if you don't work out, there's a whole bunch of people graduating from high school tomorrow, whatever. I think that that will have to change how student loans are done, because what happened to student loans is criminal. The federal government said, okay, it's not fair that everyone doesn't get an opportunity to go to college, so we want everyone to have an opportunity to go to college. So we are going to foot the bill, essentially, until you pay us back later for this much money. Exactly this much money. This is the most money you can take out. And colleges not being dumb are like, oh, well, that's funny because the price of our college is exactly that much money. What are the odds? Not a lot would be the correct answer. Colleges know how much the federal government is willing to give you, so they're going to take every single penny they can. And the fact that the college gets money from the government for you instead of it coming directly to you is also bullshit. Because you're on the hook for the money, not the college. Why is it that they get the money to dispense to you at their discretion, not the other way around? Why are you taking out the loan, not receiving it, and giving it to the college? Why is that not happening? because people believe, not people, the government and colleges believe that that is how they lobby to do this because they wanna hold on to that money so they can collect the interest on it rather than you. Because if they have 400,000 students at a university, if they have 20,000 students at a university, and they get to hold on to those millions and millions of dollars, they get to hold on to it in an interest-bearing account, even if only it bears 2% interest. That's 2% interest of those millions of dollars They get to put off in some fun for a rainy day you don't get access to. Whereas if you got that $40,000, $50,000 loan and you got to collect 2% interest on it over the course of the year, that's not money for them. That's money for you that you can use to pay back your student loans, live off of something other than spend the money that was given. That's not how it's done. And I think there are simple solutions to this problem of student loan debt. For everyone who's already taken them out, yeah, there's no real good solution other than the fact that you're going to have to basically pay off for 25 years what you did, what you took out, and then hopefully get it forgiven. And then hopefully they have some type of plan in place by that time where the IRS is like, this doesn't count as income because it was forgiveness from us. We're sorry. The best way to go forward with student loan debt in my opinion, would be you are going to take out student loans to go to college. You are responsible for those student loans. And the four or five years that you're in college, there will be an interest rate on those student loans that will accrue while you're in college. So for the first five years of your loan, let's say it's a 3 or 4% interest rate that is accruing the entire time you're not paying on those loans in college. Once you graduate, once you have a diploma, once it is on the record that you have graduated, everything stops. There is a 0% interest on those loans. You pay back your loans at a normal pace. You can even use the repayment plans or whatever, but no more interest is accruing so people don't feel like they're getting sweltered with debt because my payment's only $250 a month but the interest every month is $750. I am making negative ground by just continuing to pay. It's predatory lending right now. It's what credit card companies do with 25% interest rates. It's loan sharking. Because the federal government's trying to make money off of students. Which is stupid. Why should they make money off of you trying to better society? That's not how societies work. They should want you to better yourself. So the government needs to figure that out and fix it. Hey, okay, you took out $100,000 over four years. You took out $150,000 over four years. And you jacked it up, and now it's $150,000 total student loan debt. But that interest stops because you graduated. That'll incentivize people to graduate because graduation rates in these four-year universities plummets. It's, I don't even know what to say. It's like maybe one out of every two, one out of of three or something like that. I don't know. It's nuts. Get it. You graduate. That's all it's ever going to be. This is how much you make. This is how much you're going to pay. As long as it takes, this is what it's going to be. As long as it takes you to pay it off, we base it off your income. This is how much you owe. That's what it's going to be. That's your payment. We'll update it every year with your taxes. Because we know how much you make in taxes. Because we know that information. But places like Intuit lobby so that you still have to file taxes because the system is broken there too. If they just did that, people would probably be more apt to pay because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They can see it. They're like, okay, hey, look at this. I've taken it down this much. Excellent. Sweet. I can see it. I only owe like $10,000 more. I put it all. I can be done with this. I don't have to pay any more money. I'm done. I can start living my life without any debt over my head. Good times ahead. I also think that colleges have to be looked at and scrutinized much more heavily than they are by the people giving the loans. Because right now, They don't have to justify why they're charging so much for tuition. They just have to say, this is what it is because you're going to give this student that much money, so this is the negotiated rate for their tuition. Whereas if they don't tell them how much they're going to give each student, they say, what is your prices? Like, hey, I'm going to go to Five Guys. It's $7 for a hamburger, and it's $5 for some fries. I know exactly how much it is. If I don't like the prices, I don't eat there. I go somewhere else. Colleges should be the same way. This is a breakdown of every single expense that we have. It is $13,000 for room and board for your year. It is $10,000 for all your classes, your books, whatever. This is how much each professor makes. This is how much it costs to run every single itemized list of every single thing. And this is your part of it because this is how much it takes to run the school. These schools should not be making profit off of holding your loans. The school should not be making profit because they can wiggle room every single expense and say, well, really, this is how much it is because we said so, not because it's awful. Like, I wanna see, okay, here's our electric bill. This is how much it costs for the entire school to run. Here's our gas bill. Here's how much it costs to heat the whole school or AC the whole school. This is how much it takes to pave our our parking garages and things like that every so many years. All of that should be rolled in and itemized and given to the government and they say, hey, okay, now we're going to audit it and make sure it's correct. Okay, so this is what you should be charging because you're a non-for-profit school. You're not here to make profits. Profit schools, all the student loans for those got forgiven because they were found out to be shams. And I'm going to tell you. They're probably a lot closer to the actual universities and things like that that people actually are calling accredited that people go to than you would like to believe. But lobbying people with money usually win. So the person taking out money gets screwed. So yes, student loans are broken. But no, forgiving them after you've already taken them out is not the correct answer, because, especially right now. If you were in some type of depression where there's, no inf- there's very little inflation, things are not good, and you need to stimulate the economy, maybe a certain amount of student loan forgiveness might be adequate to help stimulate the economy. But right now, while the economy is fighting inflation, you do not want to be adding to it. That's not the time to do that kind of thing. This is probably the worst, one of the worst times in history to say we're going to forgive loan debt for anything. And not only that, but I find it almost very reprehensible, honestly, as a taxpayer, that people who are basically saying, "Hey, you're going to get ten thousand free dollars to, you know, forgive some student loan debt," are so entitled to other people's money because they didn't have to pay that. Someone else is paying that out of their pockets, out of their tax dollars. They say, no, I don't want $10,000. I want the whole thing. How entitled do you have to be to say that with a straight face? Again, this is coming from someone who has over six figures in student loan debt how are you that entitled to say i deserve someone else's money so that i don't have to pay it that is an opinion i'm sorry i did go off on a tangent but that that kind of irks me so for those of you with student loan debt and you disagree with me i'm sorry but i'm telling you right now that if it if it goes through, and if they forgive all student loan debt, you're going to pay for it anyway, because inflation's going to skyrocket even further. That is how it will be. So let's hope they don't do anything too brash. I can see an argument made for $10,000 because the government is, again, they were charging outrageous interest rates, and $10,000 wouldn't even cover the amount of interest that I've been charged on my student loans. but I took the loans. I I need to pay them. That's how that's gotta go. I signed the promissory notes, as did anyone else with student loans. Take responsibility for your actions. Take responsibility for your life. You'll have a much better life when you do, I promise. That's my thoughts on that anyway, so. Hopefully next week we continue the uh, the green rally and the all the different you know spy QQQ all that. I hope we keep going. I hope we're done. I hope we've hit the bottom. But if not, you need to be ready for that. You do. And uh, be careful with options right now because yes, things did go up all week, but that doesn't mean they can't come down just as fast. We've seen it eight weeks in a row. And for those of you that are still listening and still watching, I'm going to get back into doing some of the the plays and that kind of thing. I just, I know that we're in such a volatile market right now that it is wildly, what's the word I'm looking for here? Wildly negligent for me to be pushing options plays on people when it's already so volatile that stocks go down 25% in a day. Like, not just little stocks. We're talking like Targets, Walmarts, massive corporations go down 25% in a day. So to compound that with an options play seems wildly dangerous. There's a certain level of risk that I'm comfortable with as an investor. But throwing options plays on top of a market that volatile where multi where the largest corporations on earth are going up or down by 10 to 25 percent in a day that seems grossly negligent and i would not push that on anyone so i'll leave you with the be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful from you know warren buffett because Right now, people are thinking that, yeah, that was the bottom and maybe we'll be done. And some other people are thinking, probably coming back down even further. You know, we hit hard, got to bounce, come back down, go through the floor we already hit. So be careful. You got to be able to pivot, you got to be able to watch what's happening. So trade well and be safe. <laughs>